Welcome to Ghostly. Do the victims of the Hammond Circus train wreck still haunt this earth? Ghostly is a podcast that comes out every other week. In each episode, we take a ghost story or paranormal event and look into its complete history. And Rebecca then gives us evidence proving that the story is real. And my job is to debate those pieces of evidence and get you, the listener, prepared to vote on if it's real or not. If you haven't yet, please hit that subscribe button. And as always, we're your host. I'm Pat. And I'm Rebecca. And we're getting to the spooky season. Yeah. Um, so if you stay tuned to the end of this episode, we usually do a weekly episode in October and we have a theme. Well, we will, we are going to announce that theme at the end of this episode. Theme announcement. So yeah, we're, we're going to do <laughs> four episodes based upon that one particular theme. October is going to be crazy. I'm it is going to be crazy. I'm just going to say that. So yeah, yeah. it always is. It yeah. always is. <laughs> uh, in this episode, we are actually going to be talking about one of the worst train accidents in history. Yeah. Did you know that? I did not know it was one of the worst. Have I mean, you ever heard makes, of this? I had not heard of this. No. Yeah, I had, I had heard of it on Bob After Dark. I think Bob did an episode on it. Oh, this. gotcha. Yeah. yeah. And I'm sure, you know, he did a great job at it. But, you know, we're going to do it in ghostly fashion. Yeah, do our ghostly spin. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so this is the part where we would usually do shout outs, uh, but we don't have any shout outs to give. Mm-hmm. There's two ways to get a shout out on Ghostly. The first way is to give us a review on the Apple podcast. And we always prefer those five star reviews, but we will read any and all reviews that we receive. And the second way is actually to become a member on Patreon. Uh, all you need to do is just go to ghostlypodcast.com and click on Patreon in the menu bar. And we have a, a lot of different tiers to choose from mm-hmm. um, that are very affordable, I would say. Yeah, absolutely. And some of them even include our other show, Ghostly X. Absolutely. Where we uh, just did an episode um, on uh, different death cultures. cultures. Yeah. It was really interesting. So yeah, yeah. we got to talk about some fun fun stuff over there. I mean, I different different um, ethnicities. Um celebrate death, death in a different way or mourn over their loss in a different way. Yeah, all over the world, lots of different uh, different things. It's, yeah, it's it was fascinating. Beyond what you would probably think yeah. happens, yeah. <laughs> all right, so I've got some listener mail. Okay. Um, now, this is actually came in as a comment on our doppelganger episode. Okay. But I thought that it worked as a listener mail story. Sure, sure. So, Jessica, thank you for submitting this, and I'm going to read it uh, as our listener mail today. Awesome. Uh, the best man from my wedding tells the story of attending class in college, and upon entering the lecture hall, he was surprised to see himself already arrived and sat in his seat. <laughs> As he approached this mirror image of himself, the resemblance became more troubling, and he exclaimed, I'm already here. <laughs> oh, freaky would that be? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> this quote-unquote doppelganger turned out to be a rather nice guy, and soon they were fast friends and roommates. I, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> that seems like an escalation, like long-lost twins. I don't know. Uh, although I could see the resemblance quite plainly, uh, I fell in love with the other of the two, and as I said, he was my husband's best man and entertained himself at the wedding by fooling my friends and family into thinking it was <laughs> His wedding. Wow. That is really, Mm. that's very odd. Uh, As they have aged, the similarities have faded, but my husband is the closest thing I've ever seen to a doppelganger. Oh, wow. And I think we have pictures of them on Ghostly Society, if I'm not not mistaken. Oh, maybe, yeah. Uh, If so, you know, you just want to become a member of Ghostly Society. It's on Facebook. Just mm-hmm. search for Ghostly Society and um, yeah. yeah. It's and our private group there. We yeah. have a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, we do. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, I just, I'm sorry. Like, I I want to know, 
Have they done DNA testing? Are they <laughs> sure that they're not twins? I love that. I'm already here. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, can't be late because I'm already here. I'm right? already here. Yep. Uh, so we always want to hear your stories. To send us a story, you can email us at info at ghostlypodcast.com or use the contact us form on ghostlypodcast.com in itself. Or just, you know, one of our favorite ways to get it is to get stories in the actual mail. I mean, like olden days. Yes. Um, and you could send that to P.O. Box number 264, Geneva, Illinois, 60134. You know, I wouldn't even mind like a postcard. I would love yeah, to see postcards from postcards. people all over the place. Yep. Um, you're going to forget that address, though. So just go to ghostlypodcast.com and scroll to the footer uh, and you'll see it right there. there. Yeah. All right. And then, of course, we have your favorite the polls. Hey, the polls have been going my way lately. They so actually I'm, have. I'm okay I'm with actually this. starting to dread and not like the polls anymore. What? I I'd be fine skipping the polls. You know, you've always Forever? said that. I mean, you know, for a little while, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I I just think we need to do it. We I need mean, to do it. We we just need. I mean, that's the promise that we give to our listeners. <sighs> All right, Rebecca. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, in our last episode, we talked about typhoid Mary. We did, yes. Yes. And uh, as far as uh, it, does she still haunt this earth was the question. Yes, 20%. Whoa. No, 80%. Wow. That, that's a pretty big gap there. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, what else is kind of um, scary, though, in this particular mm. regard is the overall rating, mm-hmm. which people can rate this, you know, like we do. Yeah. Um, but theirs is one through 10, so they can't do a zero. Yeah. Well, this is 2.7. That's pretty low. That's pretty low for this. Yeah. yeah. As Not far as how of... haunted this is. Well, you know, there just isn't a lot of proof of that it's her. Like, yeah. the, the, you know, that island might have some scary things, but, you know, it's just hard to prove. Yeah. yeah. All right. So I do have uh, also a ghost story for Ooh. us. It's a little short one. I'm just, ready for it. Just a mood for this episode for us. Okay. Today was a tough day. Every year it's a tough day. As a circus performer, our lives are naturally very insular. We perform together, we travel together, we are really apart. This is why we visit the showman's graves every year. And the one here in Illinois we visit every year on June 22nd, this is where so many are buried that lost their lives in a long ago tragedy. We go, we mourn together. I decided to stay later today to just spend some time in this place. As I sat there, I suddenly felt as though they were there, all standing around, looking at this place and wondering why they are there. How did they get here? But at least we're together, they say. That is what matters. We are together and we trust in each other to keep our memories alive. I felt such a sense of renewed purpose for these sacred places, for those that gave their lives for the art, for the history that I'm a part of. I'm not sure if this place is haunted by actual ghosts, but I feel that their spirits were there tonight, speaking to me, speaking to someone who listens and understands. Wow. So how much of this is based on fact? 
Um, just that this is uh, something that happens um, every year, though it's usually actually not on June 22nd. It's, yeah. uh, it's usually a little earlier because June is a uh, height of circus season. Um, so they actually usually go there a little bit earlier. And there actually are multiple of these sites around um, the country, but for Illinois as specific. And we'll talk about what the tragedy is. So um, that's, that's a, that's your, your job. But I, um, you know, I'm not sure if anyone's ever stayed or had these feelings, but I, I wouldn't be surprised. All right. Well, uh, we're going to take a short break. And when we return, we're going to get to the history. All right. Oh, hey there, Count Panic. I got a question for you. What's that, Bob? What do you know about Mothman, the Loch Ness Monster, ghosts, demons, and things that go bump in the night? Not much, Bob. Well, lucky for you, we host a podcast called Bob After Dark, where we talk about legends, lore, and the supernatural. Wow. Where can I find this podcast? Wherever you find your great podcasts at. The Pet Facts are sponsored by Tarot by Ta. Ta is a professional tarot card reader with over 20 years of experience. He reads at numerous public events, private parties, and personal appointments throughout the greater Chicagoland area. He also does his readings worldwide using online services like Zoom. And, you know, the best part, Rebecca, is that he's hashtag Team Skeptic. <laughs> so to find out more about Ta, visit and like his Facebook page at facebook.com slash ta. I know he's busy doing something right now. Um, he's he's going to be putting out like a Dungeons & Dragons type game. Yeah, he's got a lot of new that's cool That's the anti-Dungeons & Dragons game. Ooh, I don't know what that means, but okay. Well, yeah, you have to follow his page <laughs> to find out. So let's just get into the Pat Facts. Pat Facts. <laughs> so we've originally, we've talked about the Michigan Central Railroad, uh, which was a railroad that originally was designed to travel from Detroit to St. Joseph, but um, then they expanded and traveled all throughout Michigan, Indiana, Illinois, and even Ontario in Canada. So if you, listener, are like, yeah, I don't remember that. Uh, I'm with you, but I believe you that we have mm-hmm. talked about it before. It's, <laughs> it's over the course of ghostly history. Um, yeah. One of them was when we did the Roundhouse episode. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was thinking. That must have been something with that. So. Yeah, but we also did it in other times. Yeah, I'm sure we have. Well, today's episode is about a horrific trip on one of those days. Okay. In fact, June 22nd, like you mentioned, but mm-hmm. 1918. What an interesting year. So it's been Such over, a big year. over 100 years yeah. since then. And mm-hmm. just think of the country at, at that time, too. We're just getting out of World War One, mm-hmm. and everybody is, you know, starting to celebrate again. Yeah, a little bit, you know, slowly but surely. Yeah, know. families are starting to come together and everything. And There's also the flu that's either around or coming. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. at that point, maybe it yeah. hasn't, maybe it's not here yet, but yeah. Well, okay, so we're going to start with this. Alonzo Sargent was the conductor of the Michigan Central Railroad at, at that time, one of the conductors. Okay. And in the 1910s, there really wasn't any oversight of the train conductor's well, well-being. Mm. And remember, this is before like unions and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. You know, no matter how you feel about unions, they actually helped um, get us weekends, mm-hmm. you know, or days off, yep. like two days off and a standard eight-hour workday. Yep. Whereas people were working 12, 16 hours sometimes before that. Mm-hmm. Um, so Sergeant had been awake for well over 24 hours as he drove trains all over the Midwest. Wow. From the accounts of this day, 
he had taken some kidney medication and he ate a really heavy meal because he didn't think that he'd be able to eat again for some, some time. Um, as the train went, Sergeant decided to close the windows to his engine um, because it was too windy. He mm. said. Um, this made the car extra warm and combined with the slow rocking of a train can be very dangerous. Uh, somewhere around Gary, he slowed the train down to follow local laws and was behind a circus train car. The train used the the, the train used by the um, Hagenbach Wallace Circus used old wooden cars that were lit with oil lamps. Right. So old, more old fashioned train. Yeah. And th- I've also seen this tragedy called that the Hagenbeck Wallace Circus. So if you're looking things up. Yeah. Um, so the circus train had two train segments. The segment that was loaded with the animals had been dispatched earlier that day. And by doing this, this way, uh, the animals could be unloaded, settled, and fed with plenty of time before the next circus performance. Makes sense. Now, Sergeant was aware of the circus car in front of him, but he didn't realize that the circus car stopped momentarily so a brakeman could check a mechanical issue. Um, so if this had not happened, everything would have been fine. Right. But Sergeant was asleep. Hmm. <laughs> he slept through the uh, two warning signals that the circus train had initiated to let other trains on track uh, know that they were stopped. Now, I will tell you from someone that used to take a train into Chicago like every day from mm-hmm. Geneva, which is about an hour, hour and a half. Um, I loved my train naps uh, because that just rocking and just the sound. Well, you know me, I am susceptible to the, oh, I'm suddenly warm and well fed <laughs> yeah, and exactly. uh, yeah. <laughs> relaxing and I will fall asleep anywhere. <laughs> yeah. So Sergeant's train was traveling at about 35 miles per hour and he rammed into the caboose of the circus train. Uh, it splintered the caboose into pieces and continued on to the um, four wooden sleeping cars carrying the sleeping circus performers. Uh, hanging on the walls of the wooden trains were those oil lamps. And they were dimmed uh, for sleeping passengers at, at that particular time. But still lit. But they were still lit. Um, when the wooden cars jolted from the from the hit and began to break apart, the oil lamps crashed onto the floor. And uh, wherever the oil splattered, the fire went then, because that's what happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, all, f- all four sleeping cars were engulfed in flames in a matter of minutes. Mm. 86 p- people died in the morning of June 22nd, 1918. Um, 127 people were injured, and some of them later succumbed to injuries. I mean, they they passed away yeah. later on. Well, and I know, too, I read somewhere, too, like someone was like, like they were, you know, working on the train, and like they saw the other train coming, and they tried everything they could to yeah, get Yeah, a lot him. of flagmen tried to warn him, yeah. but he had his windows closed, so he couldn't hear them. Yep. Now, most days this wouldn't be a problem, and I'm sure he did this at uh, at times, mm-hmm. and he was there was no problem. Just so happened that the location where it was, mm-hmm. there was a mechanical issue, and then there was flagman trying to tell him, and he couldn't hear anything. How, oh, just the worst. Yeah, right? Um, so most of the circus performers were killed, um, and they were burned beyond recognition. Others survived the initial crash, but succumbed to their injuries at a nearby hospital. The circus didn't really keep records of all the people that, that worked for them at that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of them were people that just needed to escape from the real real world for a little while. Yeah. 
And so they would just go work there for a few years and then, you know, go back to their regular lives. And they weren't even necessarily like performers. They were just like the people that helped out with the circus. Yeah, but there was performers there too. There was like oh, a strongman sure. act, um, you know, and two thirds of them died. Right. And so yeah. those they more knew the names of though, but these Absolutely. other workers, it just, they were so transient that they really didn't always know. Absolutely. And 53 of those killed were buried in Woodlawn Cemetery at the intersection of Cermak Road and Desplaines Avenue in Forest Park, Illinois. I've driven by there a million times. I've seen this. Mm. Um, it's a section aside, uh, set aside called the Showman's Rest, uh, which had been purchased by the Showman's League of America only a few months earlier. And this wow. section is surrounded by statues of elephants in a s- symbolic mourning posture. Only five of those buried were formally identified. So out of those 55, only five of them actually had names. Wow. Uh, so the graves of most of the casualties are marked unknown male or unknown female. One grave is marked Smiley, one Baldy, and one four-horse driver. Wow. So following the train accident, Sergeant was arrested and charged with manslaughter along with uh, Gustavo Kloss, um, another railroad worker. The trial ended in a deadlock jury and a mistrial. The Lake County, Indiana prosecutor decided not to retry the case, and all the charges were dismissed. Um, Sergeant did give a big disclaimer, and some of the history that I have is from Sergeant. Sure. Uh, Sergeants, yeah. Um, I mean, it's like, because of course it sounds really easy to um, fault him. I mean, of course. Yeah. But, but then when you're like, yeah, but... He was, for, you know, forced to work 24 hours in a row Absolutely. and all of that. Then you're kind of like, well, maybe we should have sued the <laughs> train company or something instead, you know? Well, yeah. And think about being on that train. You know, if you're on that train for 24 hours, you have to go to the bathroom several times and you can't like just run to the bathroom cart or whatever. No, it just there's no break. Yeah, there's know? no break. There's no nothing. Yeah. You get nothing. Yeah. You just have to keep on doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, although you just, you know, usually... Um, put the throttle down and just start going. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, yeah, they could have been a backup person. That the could hard have part taken of this job, or something. You know? The hard part of this job is the hours. That's yeah. what it is. Um, so um, the train wreck occurred on a Saturday, and its effects caused the um, Hagenbeck Wallace Circus shows in Hammond and in another Monroe, Wisconsin, on July twenty fourth to be canceled. However, the circus performed again on, on June 25th in um, Beloit, 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 Wisconsin. Those uh, with, Wisconsin names. <laughs> yeah, with with other circuses providing some of the acts. Yeah. So do you have anything to add to this, Rebecca? Um, so I just thought I'd add, I found, um, I was kind of interesting, um, an article that had a firsthand account oh, of okay. someone who was in sure. the crash. Right. So um, again, I... It sounds true. I think it's true. <laughs> it seemed like they don't, you know, have this documented. Sure. Um, okay. The wreck was terrifying for everyone involved. One story is Mamie Wards of flying of the flying wards. Hmm. Mamie was suddenly jolted out of a deep sleep. I've for, been to Montgomery Wards. Is that the same thing? I think it's a family name. I don't oh, okay. know. It's a little different. For one fleeting moment, she felt as if she were a contortionist. While she was on her back, her mattress had folded tightly and completely back. 
she was painfully aware that her feet were clear above her head. Oh, my God. Jeez. Yeah. And she was in a rigid and immobile position. She heard someone ask in a strangled tone, are you all right? Mamie answered that she was and then said, but I can't move. With the help of that person, Alexander Todd, she gradually was able to work her way out uh, into the car's aisle. A moment later, Todd also wriggled free. The floor was a mess of jagged splinters, but they did not notice at the time. The roof of the car had slid down on their side, crushing the upper berth onto them. Then Mamie heard a voice from above them saying, give me your hand, I'll pull you up. It was Charlie Rooney, one of the bareback riders. As she went up, her long braided hair caught on projecting fragments of wood. I didn't know you were so heavy, Rooney panted and then harshly jerked her up. Her hair parted company with her scalp, and she was suddenly up in the cool air, night air. Wow, An- wow, fat shaming at this moment? Jeez. <laughs> I know, right? A numbing flash of pain struck Mamie, and she looked down at her feet. Every toe was dislocated. No two pointed in the same direction. Ugh. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Todd pushed her roughly. Get up that way, he gestured urgently, and take care of yourself. Then he disappeared into the smoke, steel, and sudden flames, paying no heed to the glass that slashed savagely at his bare feet. He was looking for his wife in the berth opposite theirs. Shortly after, he found her and stumbled free of the debris with her limp, dead body in his arms. Wow. Well, I know that when when Sergeant um, hit the hit the circus train, that, it, that one of the problems was he didn't stop. Like, it wasn't like you hit and then you stop right away. He was still sleeping for a little bit. Wow. Well, right. Like, he hit them. Like, because normally, or a lot of times with a train crash, it's like you the, the conductor will see it and be trying to stop. Yeah, yeah. And then they hit. So, they're at least in the act of stopping. Yeah. I mean, but 35 miles per hour doesn't seem like much to be going. But, but, but it is catastrophic in this situation. Right. Because Especially... This train was stopped and he just kept going. So he went through like half of the cars. Right. And it was a, he was in a steel train yeah. and these were wooden cars. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. it's not, there wasn't much resistance. Uh, also, I will say at the showman's, um, at the, the, the cemetery where yeah. they're buried that um, since then there have been people that have been buried there that just want to be around them. Oh yeah, I mean it's they again they bought it as a place for circus people to because yeah. you don't really have a hometown necessarily. I mean you might, you know, so sure, yeah. But a lot of them maybe this is their this is their family, the yeah. circus. Yeah. And so they have these like sites of like I think there's like four of them and this is one of them. Oh, okay. And so there's other um yeah, over the years. Sure. Like you if you're a circus person, you can choose to be buried there. Wow. All right. Well, um, Sorry, this has been a really sad episode. I know, I'm sorry. but you know what? Okay, I'm gonna say silver lining. I did not want to do this episode, yeah, like at all. Like nothing about this sounded good to me because I was imagining we were just gonna be talking about a bunch of dead animals, <laughs> and I can handle dead people for some reason, but I can't handle dead animals. But the saving grace of this episode is that nope, animals were already where they needed to be, safe and sound. No yeah. animals whatsoever were harmed in the uh <laughs> this accident mm. um though a lot there was a story for a long time told that there were um circus animals that had run into the woods 
Oh, okay. And like that was something that was just like perpetuated yeah. and, and then um, that they had been, some of them had been buried at the, the grave, but um, no, did not happen. And one, animals can't be buried there, but two, um, in this particular accident, they, they did not get hurt. So, yay. All right. Well, we're going to take a break. And when we return, we will get to the debate. Pat, what do creepy stories, funny ghost memes, and inside ghostly information have in common? Um, my life. <laughs> well, yes, but <laughs> no, it's also Ghostly Society on Facebook. Oh, yeah, I mean, that too, of course. I, but aren't all ghostly listeners in Ghostly Society? Not yet. What? I mean, that means that they're missing out on all my jokes. Yeah, they are. And missing out on chatting and sharing with other listeners and us, of course. We love talking to our listeners. If you haven't yet, you should consider joining our private group on Facebook called Ghostly Society. Let's hope now they will. Unless they're a woman in white. back for the debate yeah let's get to it so did you find anything about this story i, I found a few things a few things okay um i mean there's actually i think i have five things there but they're mm -hmm. kind of um they're short okay so um but you know what it's just it's an interesting tragedy okay. so yeah um you know i think one of the things and you kind of mentioned this you know that there were um um, you know, uh, 56, is it 56 that were buried there? 53? 55. 55, some, yeah, 55. Um, and what's interesting is they're each in their own coffin, but a lot of it just consists of one hole. It's like a really big hole. Oh, okay. There's yeah, a yeah. picture of it, 35 feet by 24 feet. Wow. And five feet deep. Um, so then, then on top of it, they gave everybody their own headstone, as you mentioned, right? Yeah. They don't, you know, unidentified female, sure. male, all of that. But, um, you know, but they are actually just all buried in one hole. Mm. So I was kind of, I don't know. I don't know. It's just, it's just sad to me. You know, these people don't really have a family, don't really have friends. Mm -hmm. You know, they just, their friends are other performers and they're right. all there. It was, uh, I saw a lot of comments of people asking, you know, if they had ever thought to, um, to, uh, bring up the bodies again and do yeah. DNA testing now that we have that, sure. um, that maybe some of them could be named, you but know, a lot of times though, when they do that, it's because families have requested it. Right. So it'd be hard to do it. Yeah. Other, like who's paying for that? You yeah, know? exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, but there's two potential sites for hauntings from this yeah. tragedy. The actual place where the train hit, um, and then the uh, then the graveyard where okay. people are buried. So the most popular story told is that people hear 
elephants in the distance while at the cemetery. Mm. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna put that there, and I will let you share any thoughts about well, that. Well, okay. So the proximity to this location is really close to the uh, Brookfield Zoo. Yes. So therefore, you could hear that, and also too, I would say um, elephants. Um, when they do their thing, it's not as loud as like a lion's roar. And I know all the people around that Brookfield area can hear the lion's roar when they roar, like miles away. Yeah. Yeah. So you might. It's really weird. (laughs) You might mistake that for, you know, an elephant's Mm -hmm. call, but um, I'm going to have to say that's probably what it is because it's so close because none of the animals got injured during the process of this. Right. And while there are elephant statues there, they're not. It's not four elephants that are buried there. Yes. I mean, but I will tell you, elephants do mourn. Right. I was going to say, I think it's that. They're one of um, few animals that actually mourn for people and mourn for um, more specifically like their children and stuff Mm, like that. Sure. But I'm going to say it's super close to uh, Brookfield. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, the argument against that that I heard, and I'm not sure about it, but that the zoo wasn't really created um, and opened until like 1936, something like that. Um, and then in 2010, they actually moved the last elephant that they had there um, to another zoo because they realized that their enclosure for them just wasn't sufficient. Um, so yeah. they, so they can build a new one. You know, they, they sent their elephants to other better places. Um, so they're, you know, there was, they haven't always had elephants there, but the only problem is that I couldn't really find any specific dated That's what occurrences, you know, of when people supposedly heard elephants. That's in the what distance. I was going to ask for because most of the time, um, when these events happen, it's not immediately after that they start hearing things mm-hmm. like that. It's usually tens to twenty years later, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I would say that's probably it. Um. So okay. Uh. So what would your rating be for this one? I'm going to have to say zero on this one. And I'm going to give it a four. Oh, okay. Four. Wow. Yeah, pretty low for me with this one just because it is, it's too much of a coincidence that it's by the um, zoo. Yeah. You know, for me to be comfortable. Just with anything that location right there. Higher. Yeah. Yep. And the fact that I have, again, been in that, not, not at the cemetery, but, you know, around there and, and herd animals. I was myself. really disappointed. I went to a barbecue close by there and mm-hmm. it was getting to be night. Mm-hmm. And the people there were all telling me that, you know, oh, wait, we're going to listen for the lion's uh, roar. We didn't hear it at all. <laughs> yeah, I was so looking forward to that. Yeah. Although I have heard it while I was at the zoo. Uh, yeah. Because yeah. uh, they are very vocal lions, I will say that, as far as lions go. <laughs> well, I heard it. I was just driving around oh, wow. um, in that neighborhood, and I heard, and I was like, what is that? And the person I was with was like, yeah, that's the lion. And I was like, yeah. that's crazy. Like, yeah. <laughs> no yeah. idea. Uh, all right, so the next piece of evidence is super related. I just broke okay. it into two things because they are slightly different. Um, so there's a claim that um, a- an Oak Park police officer once reported that the actual ground beneath him was vibrating as if an elephant were physically trampling past him. Okay, well, Oak Park is where uh, they're buried. Uh, well, actually, it's not even where they're buried. It's close to where they're buried. Right. You said Forest Park. And yeah, yeah. So it's not even... Oak, some... Oak Park is actually pretty... It's miles away. Yeah. I don't, so, but he was there, you know, maybe not in official capacity. Yeah, yeah. But um, 
So you said that he was at the, he was in Forest Park at the cemetery? Yes. Okay, because it doesn't say that necessarily. Oh, yeah, sorry. That's where, yes. Um, Yeah, but again, there was no elephants that were harmed in this. I could see maybe, maybe it was the train itself colliding, but that wouldn't, that didn't happen there. So it doesn't, that doesn't make sense in this mm-hmm. particular location for this to happen. So yeah. I'm gonna have to go zero on this. Okay. One. Yeah. I again, I'm giving this one a three. I'm okay. even going lower just because it seems, again, not not very substantiated, and no one else has made this claim. So. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, okay. The other claim again, we're still at the cemetery. That okay. seems to be where the majority of the claims are. Mm-hmm. Um, is that laughter and circus music are heard at all hours of the at the cemetery? Okay. And. I mean, the first thing I'm going to say is that there's no proof that this is tied to this particular incident. So your question was, um, did the the victims mm-hmm. of this particular uh, accident, mm-hmm. do they haunt it? This does not substantiate anything with that necessarily, just that it was a circus car. Uh, it could be some of the other people that were buried there since then. Um, but I'm going to say that no, I think it's because people go there and they see the elephants and they probably know the story then. And then they would link those together. They imagine that that's... Absolutely. Or, you know, maybe a car going by or something. Mm-hmm. Or an ice cream truck plays like circus music. Ah, that's something. Yeah, but that's I have no idea thought. there's... I mean, do you have any video or... No, nothing. Audio evidence one. of this Mm-mm. one? Nope. So I'm going to have to say that I'm just... I just think it's people just talking. <laughs> um, I don't know. This one's a little uh, like interesting to me just because sure. I, it is such a big mass grave and such tragedy um, that it wouldn't surprise me, you know, to maybe hear some of those odd sounds. Um, okay. But again, I don't have any recordings of it or anything sure. like that. So i uh, say so I'm going to give it a five. Okay. All right. So just continuing on from there. Right. So again, I kind of broke these up because I feel like we like talking about them separately, um, but they're related. So those, because people say they hear those things, right? People have done investigations. This is again at the cemetery, Mm -hmm. um, like listening for with EVPs and investigations and all of that. Um, And that nothing really has shown up on the EVPs. I, I also, and this could relate also to the site of the crash because I have also read about people investigating the site um, and not turning up anything on EVPs. Uh, but anyways, this was in regards to the cemetery. Um, it does say though, that, and we've heard this before, that electronic equipment is jammed or drained of battery life. Um, and that supposedly happens frequently. Okay, I would say that that location uh, would probably be prone to um yeah, like not many cell phone towers because it's a lot of like wooded area around there. Mm. Uh, hard to believe Chicagoland area has got such a, you know, like forest preserves and stuff like that, wooded areas. And this is one of those wooded areas that goes on for a while. Um, and so I would say that it, I, I could understand how a cell phone would lose signal or something and that it might drain your battery because it keeps trying to connect to the towers there that just, there's not many towers around. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't know about that, but I, I guess I, like that to me, it seems interesting just because that is um, something we do here. And and I have experience with people, not aside there, but other places. So um, I guess it's enough for me to give it a five, but okay. not. I'm going to stick with know, zero on this one. Overwhelming. Okay. Okay. 
All right. So last one. <laughs> now this is going finally back to the site of the crash itself. Okay. Um, so there's a video by uh, the team, the Paranormal Guys, called Paranormal Energies at the infamous Hammond Train crash location. Wait, not the Paranormal um, the paranormal guys podcast, right? Not that differently okay. spelled. Yeah, spelled okay. normal, like or spelled the traditional way. Okay, of paranormal yeah, yeah. guys. Um, and they did an investigation there. Um, and the only thing that they caught was on their infrared camera. Okay, so they had it sitting there facing the tracks while they're walking around and doing their investigation, and they caught what they believe are figures watching. Mm-hmm them and watching the tracks while they're doing their investigation um, on the infrared camera. Okay. Well, I have a couple of things uh, for this. So I recently um, joined a group called, um, I think it's called, it looks like, that looks like a face. Mm-hmm. And um, I posted something in Ghostly Society that was one of them that I thought was funny. Mm-hmm. But um, it's something that I that I keep thinking about is that we just have this predisposition to find human figures in things that aren't human. And I think that could be one of them. But also, I would say that, okay, maybe uh, if the paranormal guys picked up something, but it doesn't mean it's anything paranormal because there's been tons of investigations around this area and at the cemetery and... Uh, I have not seen much evidence as far as that goes. So this is this is um, like a one out of a hundred kind of thing. And I don't think that proves anything. I think that, you know, if you want to prove something, it has to be something that could be done several times to mm-hmm. show, you know, this is something this. It, this could be a malfunction of the machinery. This could be, again, them just picking out figures from what they are imagining in the bushes or in the in the uh, grass that's overgrown by the railroad tracks and in fact they even say that like they kind of say they're like is this because they kind of show like a picture like of where people were standing looking at the tragedy or something Mm -hmm. and then they kind of morph it into this and and they're kind of like you know um, we, you know, maybe we caught f- these figures watching us. They're like, or it could hmm. just be, you know, kind of what we see, Man, you know, for once, maybe I'm spot on. I know <laughs> it's kind of interesting. So, yeah. yeah. So this one, it's hard for me to give it too much because again, even they are kind of like, it could be, but and we're not sure. By the way, I did not see any of this. No, evidence. I did not share it with you because it was a long video. So. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I had no way of knowing that. So I'm going to give a zero for this one too, because it's just, if it was, 10 out of the 100, mm-hmm. hmm, I'm going to start to think more. Yeah. But I mean, seriously, there, there's there been so many investigations there that found absolutely nothing mm-hmm. that these guys find some figures in the wood with infrared cameras, with, which you, you also had told me that it was during the daytime. Yes. Too. Mm-hmm. Infrared cameras don't do well during the day as well. Mm. So I'm just going to say there's a lot of different things with that. Yeah. Yeah. So I give it a, I'll give it a four. Again, okay. you know, could be something. It was kind of interesting to see. I mean, I don't know, maybe even a five, um, because when you look at it, it is really interesting how they do it. But eh, you know, like yeah, again, I can't totally go much higher. Yeah, I it's mean, hard to to see. I would agree that those kind of things, like the in- infrared, uh, it does increase the um, spookiness mm. of, of this particular thing. But just like we went to um, a hands-on paranormal event at that church in Cicero, mm-hmm. um, they use like a like a Microsoft Connect that used to be part of Xbox. Mm-hmm. 
and it found a figure and it was dancing using infrared as well. And mm-hmm. it's like, um, but that, but that's what it's supposed to do. It's supposed to find the figure. So if it's one of those connect ones, that's its job is to find figures. And it doesn't mean that they're there. It means it finds it out of anything. Well, you're going into other territory. I, though I, I find those things pretty believable. They're really interesting to see. But yeah, so it's what's not, your, not this. <laughs> what's, what's your overall rating? Then? So my overall rating is like as a four. Four. Okay. You know, it's it's pretty it's a modest low. four. Modest four. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I'm gonna have to go with zero because that's what I've been doing this whole episode. So I'm gonna have to go with that. <laughs> um, so that brings us to the closing arguments. Uh, this is this is our last chance to convince you to vote our way. We are each given one minute of uninterrupted time, and we will time each other on our phones to keep both of us honest. There you go. Uh, although Rebecca's usually the one. But. <laughs> All right, Rebecca, are you ready? I am ready. And go. So this was an interesting thing to research. Again, I had not heard this story before. Um, and, you know, such a large-scale tragedy, you know, an avoidable large-scale tragedy, a bunch of people dying, um, either instantaneously or by fire being trapped. They, stories of them being asked to be put out of their misery. I mean, just horrific tale. Um, and yet, very little evidence of paranormal. And I will say the Ghost Research Society, um, I did read a piece by them, and they said, you know, not every big tragedy does have paranormal things attached to it. Um, and they're just not sure for this one and I, neither am I. So, I mean, do I think it's possible? Sure. Um, but I am not totally convinced. Okay. Wow. You still had like seven seconds left. There you go. All right. Well, I won't take the whole minute either. So just to be fair. All right. Well, you can, if you need to. All right. You ready? Yes. Go. So, uh, I love that you said at the end that not every tragedy, um, has ghost. So I was thinking to myself, it's kind of like a recipe. You put, you know, certain things together to form uh, a particular dish that you're going to have. And the dish that I want to create is a haunted dish or a, a, you know, ghost dish or something like that. One of the things is a tragic story, but that doesn't mean that that's everything that's in, in that particular thing. Um, I think that these people were at rest because of um, them giving up on society and joining the circus. Uh, I think that they were ready already. And I think that that's the reason why you do not have your ghost dish. Interesting. <laughs> All right. All okay. right. Uh, so I want to thank everyone so much for listening. Please share us with your friends and families. Word of mouth is our best form of advertisement. Remember to hit that subscribe button if you haven't done so already. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've been doing this for five years almost. So you would think <laughs> by now you would hit that subscribe well, button. Well, they might be new listeners. So in that case, welcome. Welcome new listeners. Yeah, yeah. we definitely appreciate you. Um, but we have a bunch of people that actually help us do this ghostly thing that they are our produ- producers mm-hmm. of ghostly. Uh, they are VIP patrons. Um, so the first one would be Emily. Alicia. Carrie. Becky. Kim. Ta, Ernie, Marisol, Shayla, Cindy, Kevin, Nicole, Darnay, Jessica, Sarah, Linda, Alice, Austin, Aaron, Hope, and Candy. And on the next episode, we're going to be talking about the McPike Mansion in Alton, Illinois. 
uh, which I'm really excited about. Yeah, Alton itself is just considered a very haunted town yes, in Illinois. And I've been wanting to do something from there. And this was on a list of like the top most, like 14. It was like number six or something on the most haunted in Illinois list. And so. I will say that they have a... Um, they have a convention mm-hmm. for paranormal investigators and um, the spooky. Yeah, the spooky. The spooky. <laughs> um, that's going to come out on September 20th. And now is our announcement. <gasps> Drum roll, please, Rebecca. <laughs> In October, we're going to be doing our weekly episodes as always. And we're going to be talking about haunted prisons. <gasps> and including a very special episode. Yes, yes. We are definitely going to include at least one special episode. We mm-hmm. might have something else in store for you. A little I can't, sneaky extra thing. I can't really talk about that yet because <laughs> we don't have it solidified yet, but we are getting close to it. We are. We are. No, you know us. Like October is is our is our high season, right? Yeah, right. This is yeah. when things get exciting. So, um, so definitely get ready for haunted prisons throughout the month of October. Yeah, make sure that you're caught up on all the episodes because um, once October hits, there's going to be a lot of episodes coming out, <laughs> and uh, we just want to make sure, especially if you're a patron, and get ghostly acts. Absolutely. All right, so until next time, stay ghostly. Bye.